Yeah, so I guess like the first thing, like one of the first things I mentioned in my review is this like fixation on morality that you see super prevalent right now. Like you see this with this, I don't know, the social justice stuff. Um, but yeah, like what you're doing kind of like, I don't know, smacks all that stuff in the face because you're coming off as someone who's not super self-serious, who's not trying to prove like, oh, look at me. And it seems like reading some of the interviews that you've done, like this was intentional because you're like, you kind of predicted there's, there are going to be these like rich Ivy league white boys who are going to write reviews disparaging, you know, how you're responsible and how, you know, how messed up these things are that you're saying. And it's like, okay, but at what point do you look in the mirror and ask like, am I really that much of an, uh, you know, an upstanding citizen? Like, are any of us really like that? And that's what was refreshing to me that, Finally, someone who's not really taking themselves super seriously, because from there, then you can actually like there's room for like actual moral growth once you chill out a little bit. Right, right, you know? and right. Like you're OK, I'm a real person with issues like everyone else. Yeah. So I don't know. Like what's what's what was behind that for you? Like how much of this was calculated? I don't know. I'm curious to know what's what's behind it. Yeah. I mean, well, first off, yeah. You know, thanks for reading the book and writing that review and, and sending me the review. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, uh, cringed at that line a little bit when I, <laughs> cause I remember, I remember when I, when I did that interview and, um, I don't know, it was a little bit like, I didn't need to go off like that, you know, to talk about I mean, white boy me laugh. You know? Yeah, it was kind of funny. And it, but it was so accurate though, because it's, there was, there was right. a particular review that I linked in the article that like, it was some pretentious kid from Colombia who was going off that like this is so irresponsible. I'm like, hello, this is exactly the type of person, right? You right. know, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't say. Well, first, I would say I wouldn't say it's not more like every book has a morality that it's putting forward. Yeah, you know I mean, it, you know, and 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 the book was a lot about pointing out a certain amount of hypocrisy. Um, I mean, the thing with the book is that it came out of so much um i don't know i kind of withstood like a damn slander campaign before the book even came out a little bit you know what i mean so everything got really heightened yeah. you know what i mean like it was this wild thing where i always knew it was going to be a bomb because of the title because of the language because mm -hmm. everything like we, me and john knew it was going to be a bomb mm -hmm. but something happened i mean i've been thinking about it more since everything happened and on some level i'm like damn like i was like in the middle like grieving some pretty intense stuff yeah. and i just had like people who were really close to me like flip on me and just start this whole pile on i mean it's easy pile on bro if you're a writer mm -hmm. and some writer gets like a bag any type of bag yeah because <laughs> that's different that's more than yours and and they're getting you know like a certain kind of attention it's such an easy pile on bro it's like everyone would yeah like i i see shit all the time you know i've been a writer too you know but it did kind of get amplified in this way i mean i go back and think about it like in some ways i think it's good though because i can't think of any other book that like actually gets uh flamed <laughs> like yeah like multi like in different ways in this way most book reviews are like just the most it's just like they're friends, like, yeah, right. You know, like literature, like you want to be part of it too. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, is but, there um, any, yeah, but is there any part of you that's disappointed? Though, but like when you when yeah, like when you read the critical ones, like is there any part of you that's like annoyed that they don't get it? Um, I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff it's like deliberately <laughs> to not get. Like okay. in some ways, like the language, it's like, you think I don't know, motherfucker, you don't, you think I don't know how you're going to respond to me right in this way and in this way yeah, or whatever. I don't even see it like that. You think I don't know that? You think I didn't do that deliberately to fuck with you? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like funny or that's part of it. But, um, I think the main thing is just like, I don't know. The main thing that's disappointing about it, about the whole process was just like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, you know, people could be upset about stuff, but just like there was an aspect of like straight slander mm -hmm. in terms of just like assumptions about just like a kind of attack on authenticity, which is just not based in fact. At yeah. All. You know, this idea that like, oh, if you go to an Ivy League school, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just absurd. Yeah. I mean, if you read my book or you know anything about my upbringing, that's totally absurd, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if that could be a barrier of entry to some people. But I mean, shit, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you, you don't got it. No one has to read it. You know, <laughs> but what was your hope then? Like, what what was the point of writing this for you? Like, knowing that a lot of people would not get this at all. I think a lot of people get it. Bro. I mean, a lot they're of people not the do. People who are they're just not the people. Like, who who's writing like emotional? Uh, have you ever written like an emotional Goodreads review? Mm. Maybe okay, maybe you I have. Maybe you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I never have. <laughs> I never yeah. have. And I also might. Yeah, like, um, I, I you know you want people to confront it. You know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, bro, I had 50 one star good review, Goodreads reviews before the book was even done. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> this is not, this is a full yeah. on slander. Like I basically, but I had so much real shit I was grieving and dealing with. I did not get, I couldn't give a fuck about that, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the levels of it were so, so heavy. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Um, no, I get a lot of messages from people, bro. Like I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing because it is like, that's one thing about your review. I liked your review a lot and I appreciated it a lot, mm -hmm. but there was just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, like you, you know, you kind of said something like, I, first of all, I don't think this has ever happened before mm -hmm. where someone writes a review of a book <laughs> and then the author of the book and the reviewer do a podcast and talk about it. Yeah, so I think this is pretty I, revolutionary. I think, about it. I think this is pretty revolutionary. Maybe we'll start a trend. You never know. But just the assumption of a type of narcissism, like it's, I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, you know, or solipsism that mm. people reviewers have given it. It's like, um, I, I don't I don't know I, I would more I, I look at it more like um authorial like given what I read mm -hmm. and what I wanted to see in other writers it's like and, and the way I'm doing it it's more like I would see it more as like authorial vulnerability or almost like generosity hmm. of like because it would be it's not like it's not like you leave the book being like oh dude I dude this guy's fucking so cool like this guy's so great you don't leave the I book mean, like that to an extent. Okay. I and mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I but mean, that's I guess not the, like the dominant kind of like, I think it's sentiment. I mean, it's, I mean, bro, I got like a whole slander campaign against me with like things that I said about myself. <laughs> the narrator said like, about himself like the, in the book I wrote, bro. Like the body fascism. Well, that was some random shit. I love that. That's one, some but... shit I said in the interview, but I mean, <laughs> in the book itself. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. Oh, this, this guy, this guy, like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, so 
I don't know. And, and every chapter, like the intention wasn't every chapter is about a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was the only other thing where there was a bit of a conflation where it was kind of like, well, you know, you're kind of going like, well, he says this in, in the mm-hmm. book. It's like, that ain't me. That, that's a dude who's, you know, this, he says this about feminism, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. this ain't me. This is a dude in a month, in a year, who's like broke and living with his mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that's the, like, when you joke that this is a self-help book, yeah. like you say that ironically, and mm-hmm. yet... I'm dead serious. But. I mean, but th- that's the thing, though. Like, for me personally, I found it to be... like, and I, Yeah, I did. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even capping, as they that's say. Up, like, it's... But it's because, like, there's this self-deprecatory right. bent to it that makes it easier to be like, okay, this is a real guy. He's dealing with shit. But there's a humility there where you're like, okay... I'm confronting my shit. I want to grow. I want to be a good person. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm I'm perfect and I have it all figured out. And reading someone with that kind of vulnerability, that humility, that realness, it's like, okay, I can relate to this, but it also inspires me to, as- to aspire to something a little bit better. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's what I'm like, how do people not see, how do they not appreciate that? Okay, there's some fucked up things you say in there, sure. But who hasn't said stupid things? The narrator things? does, yeah, yeah. You know, but but that's what makes it like so helpful so that I can be like, okay, what are my issues? And how can I build from there? Like, how can I try to grow with the awareness of my problems? Right, right. It's about looking at what you can't, you know, don't want to look at. And it's also a narrator. Yeah, it's laughing you know it's looking at and laugh you know laughing at laughing at yourself yeah. it's it's turn it's turns you know a lot of this stuff is like it's meant to feel fluid and seamless but mm-hmm. it's like there's like very there's like a very specific like recurring feeling or like an oscillation of feeling yeah. that i was like carefully charting and just wanted never go too long without a shift in that you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it is that energy, you know, of turning things back on yourself. And it makes me happy that, yeah, you felt like that. I know, you know, I know. Yeah, it's a wild thing when you. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of the year, like, with the onslaught of everything, mm-hmm. of everything <laughs> that happened around the book, kind of like forgetting the vision a little bit, mm-hmm. where I was sort of like. I don't know, like I went in too wild or I went, in, you know, but yeah. the where I'm coming back around to is like, I don't know, it's sort of like, no, it's still, that's still the mission. That's still the mission to like, to try to, I don't know, show a way of honesty or like self, self investigation is possible, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe. No, I mean, I want to ask about the mission thing in a second. But first, like going back to what you said about being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that struck me most because like it's really funny. Like I laughed out loud several times while reading it. And I'm like, why do we take ourselves so seriously? Like, why are we so afraid to say, hey, I'm an idiot sometimes. It's kind of funny. And again, from this point of humility, that's where you can actually grow. Right. Not in a performative way to prove a point, but like to actually become a, a real person. Right. So like, what is that? Like, why are we like this right now? Um, is it just right now? You think? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't been around that long, but right, 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 right. 
I feel like right now it's very hard for people to like to say, yeah, I'm an idiot. I don't know right. everything. Right. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it has something to do with, you know, one thing I was thinking, it has something to do with our, our phones. You think so? Um, well, it was just interesting, like, like, not to get too wild with stuff, but like, I just had, a, I mean, I personally had a horrific year. Mm-hmm. That was the the pandemic year. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it ended, the year ended, and then my book got sold, which is ostensibly, like, the greatest thing ever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but everything else around it was brutal. And I feel pretty strongly about certain things of just, just how difficult it is for some people when everybody's unable to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right, like people were that yeah. year, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to somebody who I kind of assumed that like they felt similar, and he was just he was like, he's a, and he, his reaction was like so wild and so different about that year, and I think that like I was like, oh, this dude just had a completely different experience. He was taking in different re- information mm-hmm. throughout that time, like his experience of that year was completely different. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Like, what the phone does to you is it gives you a completely particular trajectory of like your of what you're taking in, what you're taking in, what you yeah. how how you're thinking of things, and you carry that silently, and then it just comes out in these ways where you have this whole history of whatever your algorithm is. Right. And it mm. perpetuates itself. So we kind of like move through the world in these ways where like we have I don't know. I think there's something like that going on. I mean, obviously, yeah. just like the political stuff. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's always, I feel like literature's always been about that. It's mm-hmm. like opening up. Like I say this every every time I talk about the book, but just like opening up like, op- you know, oppositional thinking ways of, 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 of thinking about things that seem binary, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. But did you just read it like that? Like it was like a, um that's another thing it's like this word like woke it's like you know it's like oh it's like making fun of like woke culture but it's also like like that that word is taking on so many meanings like it wasn't and it's also just like like if we say it in the most broad way like trying to like evolve your awareness and it's a joke it's a joke yeah you know like he's like you know like oh dude i'm being like this is so woke dude i'm like a feminist right now you know but it's also like i think he genuinely wants to um move better and how yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't call it anti-woke i think it's like a meta all these things that word's not that word has no meaning to me but what i love is there's this one part i have it mark the part where you're you're arguing with someone about like women not being paid the same as the men. narrator is bro yeah. you gonna okay, okay the narrator <laughs> you sean gonna, the narrator you gonna bring this part up again i know i know Go so on, no dude. but he's like yeah arguing with someone about are women like not, they're not paid enough they're not equal blah 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 and something about like okay but biologically men and women are different and then this girl is like, oh, but there's a certain species of, are they bugs or something? Oh, yeah, 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 the mushrooms. And, yeah, the mushrooms. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, they're like, it's, it's not the same. 
and then you're like oh wow it's like that's interesting i yeah, didn't know yeah, that yeah. and that's when i'm like <laughs> it's just so chill like it's not like you have this Secret because when thing, you bro. like the moments when you're like red pill manosphering it's you think that the you know the narrator is about to like go down this rabbit hole of like yeah men are oppressed and then this happens and he's like oh wow okay yeah dude how does that chapter end when he's all ranting about the first time he's ranting about like like neoliberal feminism or yeah how's that chapter end he like he's like he like talks to his dad who hasn't talked you know what i mean like yeah. he like finally talks to his dad yeah and then he's like and then you realize how he feels about that mm-hmm. but then that also opens. you know what i mean like it's not nothing yeah. to be taken at face value it's like that's the annoying thing but yeah that's i mean i i wrote that down like in my creative process i get stuck and it always it still is it it's the secret third thing dude yeah. the secret third i'm you know you know that meme like yeah. i'm a secret third thing or whatever not meme whatever it's called but uh i'm always looking for the secret third thing dude but the fact that you're like <laughs> you're throwing all these possibly conflicting ideas out there and people freak out because it's like oh he's endorsing like the red pill like these kinds of and it's like no you're for me it was just a provocation to think again on this meta level of okay what's going on in our society not necessarily to have to take a side like i didn't feel like you had some agenda but rather you're trying to make people think yeah but again there's this moral anxiety that is he on the wrong side if he is now we need to write these scathing reviews and try to destroy him and it's like well why are we so afraid of thinking i think it wasn't just that too i think it was the problem was that like like i mean i wrote this yeah it was a lot of those reviews that came out right away first of all my favorite reviews like okay i admit that sometimes look at goodreads reviews just to make myself feel bad (laughs) when i'm like particularly hating myself but my favorite ones and there are a few of them are reviews that have been like edited like six months later yeah like they're like this is fucking trash and then like came back six months later like i thought i actually didn't think about it enough like it's actually yeah there's a couple of those and i'm just like bro like yeah well i don't know a lot of those it's 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 like it was just like i mean basically everyone it was just like a bunch of other writers it was too it was it was it was pronounced. I never asked for it to be pronounced like, mm-hmm. as a great thing. It was a reaction to the pronouncements that I didn't make about yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was that too, you know. And then it was just like, yeah, I mean, people fell for the trap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. Someone's gotta play that role, I guess. Mm. So let's go back to the mission thing, like. Mm. Why do you have a mission? What is your mission, first of all? Well, I was just saying it in the context of um, maybe a belief. I mean, maybe coming out of, you know, stuff with uh, with with the editor Gianno's work, or yeah, mm-hmm. the, that tradition of like tyrant books and stuff yeah. like this, and, and and you know, kind of this idea that um, I mean. I think when I, yeah, this idea that like a type of urgency or almost like a type of radical self investigation um, does something in a literary, when I was writing the book, I was literally so bored, like I still kind of am, bro. I'm just Mm -hmm. so bored of what everybody, like 
Yeah. It's not what what the fuck? I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just for it's almost like high school. Mm-hmm. It's like people just want their <laughs> yeah. books so they can look cool. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like, are you attacking? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just have. So I, I think it was the belief that that was that that mm-hmm. that did some, you know, this kind of idea that it's like, you know, GM would say this, too, is like, like, it's not for those people who, mm-hmm. who it's it's for the people who like really need it. Yeah. <laughs> You're only worried about them. And then thinking that this is the way, like, you know, nonetheless, like for yourself, the, you know, ramifications. But then it was like, yeah, there was an element of, I'm like, am I just like over here, like encouraging a lot of people around me to like write in this more gnarly way? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. is that misguided? Um, but, but that, like I was saying, like, if anything, like, it makes me, I still think that's, that's, that's the path. Like, I still think that's what I care about is, um, yeah, just like, you know, on some level, like as like an overarching artistic intent, there's obviously like formal things and like just stuff you want to do that makes you excited as you continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's what is it? It's like the, is that a Lish thing, Gordon Lish, or some, you know, it's just, or maybe it's a Gian thing, which is like, you know, write what you're most scared to write about, mm. you know, yeah. the thing you're most scared to write about, you have to write that, you know mm. what I mean? And like, and kind of, um, yeah, like, yeah, that's the mission. And, and also just like being, vo- I don't know, even with, the, when I started working with Gian, like I had the pod, I had the pod going where I was like constantly like. I don't know, just just being an unhinged overshare, yeah. you know. Um, and I guess it evolves, but I think there was a belief in something that got kind of shaken. I'm trying to like remember it, mm. you know. So then, what was scary about writing this one? Then, like, if you're saying that his advice was to write where you're most afraid to write, um, I, I think the whole, the whole, just like the repellent title and like mm-hmm. the 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 things that he's dealing with, like the personal things he's dealing with, you know what I mean? And yeah. like looking at and talking about and, and basically just writing a whole book that would only focus on like amplifications of stories that fit into that, that, uh, thematic umbrella. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, it was a reaction to the time. It was everybody finger pointing self righteous, and I was yeah. like, "I'm gonna take myself out." What then? Yeah, and it's terrifying for people because you can't finger point. You have to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you just repeat. <laughs> you repeat yeah. all of the back, things back that I said, the narrator said about himself to me. I'm like, "Great, bro, you can't, you're trying to cancel me with what I cancel myself with? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know?" Um, no, that's revolutionary in itself, though, to write a book canceling yourself, basically. Yeah, dude. But that's what's needed. <laughs> we more of us need to cancel ourselves. Because otherwise we're never going to again, we're never going to look in the mirror. We're always going to be looking at someone else and their problem. Right. You have to hit I think you got to also hit like a real low. Yeah, to get to that point. But it's like liberating. You have to be a you have to be okay. at a point where you're just like you know. <laughs> or no, you also just have to have that artistic outlook like or 
I don't know what everyone else should do. I don't recommend. Okay, but when you say the artistic outlook, like there's this part where you are, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but like it's alluding to this wild quote about like art for art's sake. Yeah. And not for some like political or moral cause. Always. Yeah. And that like this is really for me what's super essential. And, uh, you know, we see a lot of writers, a lot of artists right now who are starting to see that when you reduce art to some moral or political agenda, it's, it's suffocating. Not it's you know? not art. No, it's not. And it makes me think about like this whole issue of, you know, these MFA programs and trying to churn out careerists, basically, who have no artistic integrity, who are not trying to say something new for the sake, again, for the sake of the beauty of it. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you see going on there? Like, why, why is this happening that people are more interested in their careers than saying something that's interesting in itself? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm apprehensive to, like, make the whole, like, real art MFA distinction, you know? Mm, because, yeah. like, because here's the thing. It's like, I mean, this is another thing with, like, I've been, I've been kind of, like, holding close to my chest. But mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like there's something dishonest. Okay, so, like, on the one hand, what you're talking about, it's almost, like, too obvious for me. Or not too obvious. It's kind of straightforward. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like some people spent 10 years working in some lucrative industry and yeah. then want to become a writer and they pay for an MFA program and then they just want to have a career as a writer. Mm -hmm. It's like understandable, you know, but then like, I feel like there's also a thing that's going on in the culture where, or like it happened to me with a lot of like the slander against me was like, you got kids who like went to MFA, went to MFA programs, mm -hmm. went to good schools, liberal arts colleges, and have secret names online. Hmm. And they're like yeah. attacking me for going to a... So here's another thing. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with trying... If you're a writer and, and, uh, and a lot of those kids like wanted to... They did... Th they wanted to... Like why would you get so upset? with my book unless you really wanted to maybe get published by a bigger yeah. publisher be seen mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing um, wrong with trying to if you're if you're broke and you're trying to be an artist you, especially if you're not compromising anything i didn't change anything in my book you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying yeah. like i think that's also this toxic thing that's like going on in the cult where, where it's like people are just like lying it's it's like some weird like faux it's like it's like fake socialists. It's not real socialists. Yeah. It's, like, it's like emotional socialists, mm -hmm. you know, where, but it's dishonest. Yeah. You know, it's dishonest. But the irony was that I would, I wanted, I had run. Yeah. I mean, that's not really your question, <laughs> but, um, I mean, of course. Yeah. Why would you, why would you want to be put through whatever I was put through with my book? Why would you want to get, openly flamed by the literary community as you said. Because attention, attention is fun. Nah. All publicity is good. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was never the plan, bro. Yeah. Like I signed the book for $3,000. Yeah. For GM to put out. That was it. And it was like, that's small. Like, I didn't, 
there's also a weird thing where it's like yeah it's like when you renounce like complete renunciation of control over outcome when you're yeah. make, doing anything when you're making communicating people talking making art mm-hmm. and that's usually when i don't know things ha- come back around you know but if you were really trying to be careerist then the book probably wouldn't come out like that <laughs> yeah but you there's know? also the fact that like you're kind of living the writer's life an artist's life i am i think you are yeah i mean at least the character does yeah in a way. i've been i've been yeah yeah in the sense that look there's nothing wrong with an mfa i'm sure it can help a lot of people to become great writers but there is this um if you're only l- trying to build your skills as a writer through this very structured program, it's very cozy because everything's yeah for sure. planned out. And part of what makes beautiful art is suffering. Sure. And not just suffering, but like having to constantly be paying attention to things, having yeah. to always look for like, okay, where am I going to get my next paycheck from? Where am I going to yeah. stay? Like that's what brings out your humanity. Yeah. And it's a kind of a cop out to say like, oh, I'm just going to use this MFA and I'll get a job and I'll get published whatever you write is not really going to be interesting because you're not allowing yourself to live the human experience right, like right. in that intense way. Right. You right. Know? Right. But yeah. Yeah. But you can't really impose that on your, like, mm. yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. Like necessity is necessity is the only thing that makes you, it's like when someone asks, tells you to do something or do something different, and, and it's like your mom tells you, you know, do something, and you don't do it until like you run up against, you know, you burn your yeah. hand, like. Um, so I guess I can only speak from my own experience, you know, like. Um, yeah, I was just like, because I, I guess that's the only reason why I, I'm apprehensive, like romanticize that because i feel like in some ways i was like refusing to participate in any structure you know Mm. like like i felt like it was like inauthentic or i don't know it was just like i did you know what i mean like i was Mm -hmm. like and then it got to the point where like i was super i was really fucked up (laughs) like i couldn't and then suddenly at that point like the fact that i was able to like coming to new york and like trying to do the mfa and like demanding you know amount of money i needed and working and stuff like that made me put me into that state of like necessity kicked in you know what i mean and uh yeah that's not really like advice but i feel like that's how it happens Mm -hmm. that's why that's why yeah too comfortable out there out in brooklyn i had to up the ante a little bit yeah but um but no, yeah. hmm, but, right. but 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 you're right but you're right bro that is part of the ethic of the book it's like you have to be that's a thing like my politics are just like being on the ground in the streets mm. <laughs> those are my politics but say more about like how allowing yourself to be more in touch with these like necessities like a, a very minimalistic life like how does it help you to be more real in your writing like yeah I, I don't know. I don't know if it helps you. I mean, you know, keeping your eyes open and being able to like 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it helped. It, it forces you to engage in the world. In the world, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But, um, I mean, for me, I don't know if, it, and I don't know if it helps you make it makes you a better writer. But I definitely think it's like calming. It's calming mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for for me when, like, I, I was just I'm working on a piece about this because uh, I'm writing about this uh, truck. Yeah. This, this camping of type event I went to yeah. to cover, and uh, I'm thinking about like all my like survival mission paths, yeah. you know, with like trying to walk across country and various things like that. And I was trying to like reckon with that part of myself, you mm-hmm. know. But I think that is, and I I think that is what it is is when in our world we're rarely in touch with like the basic necessities that we need you know yeah. they're just there mm-hmm. i would say in america at least sure. you know and like when you put yourself in a context like that where you have to it's not it's there's no more indecision because there's only one decision like yeah. necessity decides what you need to do next to survive you know yeah and there's something mm-hmm. about that that's like calming it was interesting because a lot of the people at this like truck camping uh event i went to a lot of them were like ex-military people mm-hmm. and i feel like it's that experience of being like on a mission and everything's your t- decisions are decided for you and you just have to do them or else you can get rained on and you're blown, mm-hmm. you know yeah that's like this calming state that's kind of the antidote to like you know late empire excess that we're living in bro <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know everything yeah. every, everything you have a million choices all the time you know for me that, that gets me stressed out okay so i mean let's get into that though like do you think that there should be this kind of movement back to that kind of lifestyle no I don't, I don't know cause that's the thing i don't think so yeah i don't think so i think i i i framed it more like um you know i mean it's like it's like periodic extreme states you go into mm. to like reset you know it's like the feast days and like the sure and like the you know biblical stuff yeah, yeah. like i think of that as like you know some there's a cycle yeah there's like know. times to go you know it's like sometimes good to just go out i think that's what was happening i was working on this essay i was trying to make some great statement about like <laughs> oh yeah only real ones and i was like i think it's actually just like you know lowering your material you know maybe like reducing what you mm-hmm. got for a little bit and trying to survive and see how you can for a little bit is like good and then you come back you know i was okay. like that was like where i kind of came to i think you know i think uh yeah <sighs> okay but you i mean there's no there's no explicit like political agenda here in the book but there are political implications at least I found there to be some because like, okay, you're talking about what you're, what you're writing about now, but then <sighs> the big thing with like, okay, the late capitalist, the gig economy thing yeah, and how specifically it, it impacts men. Yeah. Um, Cause I found your exploration of that reality to be eye opening, but really, really important because this is what's going on right now. And the only people talking about it, I feel like, are these kind of like cringe ideologues who yeah. have who like have some annoying agenda. Yeah. But this was real, so I don't know. Like, what do you make of the politics? Like the political implications of what you're covering here. 
or what should, what should we be taking? What yeah. political implications should we as the readers be taking from this? If any. Yeah, yeah. I think my general sense was like if anyone's too certain about and in pretty much any context, if anyone's like know. too certain about what the answer to a lot of these questions are, like shut the fuck up. You know, yeah. you know, like you're in, 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 in any part of the spectrum. But it is important to look at there's like a peekaboo thing where people people have their ideas and when something comes out of it they they just you know you close your eyes and it's not there mm. or they just set up their lives in ways that they're not in contact with the things that they think they're talking about bro yeah why are you speaking on some shit you don't have any idea about yeah there is that energy that's me getting a little charged like, up but okay but i'm saying yeah i'm just saying my my tended my thing is i'm looking at things yeah, that I experienced. All all novels, all fiction is based off of making sense of your experience. You unfortunately don't have a God's eye view, but mm-hmm. you know, like everyone's trying to oh, auto fiction. No, it's all ba- you know. Yeah. And thinking about ways it intersected with bigger cultural things that were going on, bro. You know, that's the funniest. The funniest part of my book is the whole clapback yeah. <laughs> before the book even came out. I was like. This is this part of my, the book also like are you trying to like I'm like should am I supposed to just stomp on <laughs> yeah it's like isolated boys like don't even know what the fuck is going on and just yeah. spaz- spazzing out and self sabotaging <laughs> I'm like what's that? so isn't my books about being gentle with these boys like <laughs> am I supposed to freak out you know anyway yeah but um I don't think you're supposed to take a clear thing Okay. Do you think? What do you think? What did you take from it in terms of, I mean, I read your review. I felt like you were kind of, yeah, you were taking some things at face value that he was ranting Maybe. about. Maybe. Um, politically, I mean, no, I don't think there's there's no agenda. You're not telling us what to think. But I do think there are, yeah, there are real implications. There are real questions that we should be asking after reading something like this especially having to do with economy Um, because yeah like the gig situation is emblematic of some really big problems that are gonna have to get addressed if not i think we're gonna be screwed um but for me especially because like my my bent towards things is very philosophical like yeah i was really fascinated by um what does this say about our conception of of work what is work for why do we work like is it just a means to an end to make money is it something that gives us a sense of dignity is it because we want to be successful and be more power like yeah like why do we work and why is it that right now this is the situation why is it that without you know some advanced degree you can't get like a stable job that's going to pay you sufficiently and then the big one is yeah like the masculinity thing which Again, this is part of why I find the book so fascinating because it's coming at these issues that most people are addressing in this very annoying ideological way. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, I Just want someone who's going to be podcaster real. billionaires like telling exactly. like young working class men how to like live their lives. Yeah, like, like I, sure, like <laughs> certain people I'm not going to name have some valid points. You know, there are some people who, uh, I don't know, 
and I'll take some some pointers from Peterson. They'll help me out once in a while. Tate, yeah. I'm not going to get into that right now, but <laughs> but no, like it's it's annoying. It's cringe because he's like he's always whining. He's always like griping about something. And I'm like, I just want a real dude who's going to be like, hey, this is what my life is like, and it kind of sucks. But there's also like things that I'm passionate about, and I'm trying to figure it out. But also again, like why is the society set up this way that I don't know? Like my yeah. big. My big realization recently has been that when we talk about gender difference, it's very much on the superficial performative level. And it doesn't get to the root of like, what really makes you who you are? I'm trying to think like how to be more specific, but I don't know. Like I was talking recently to some people about how, for me, like, I don't know. Like I don't fit a, a, typical, a typical kind of stereotype yeah. of like what a dude's supposed to be like. Yeah. And I was always like, okay, does that mean, is there something deficient? Am I like, I don't know, like who am I supposed to be? And it wasn't until like, I don't know, reading a lot of these, I don't know, like taking Nietzsche, taking people in that kind of like yeah. realm that you see that what makes me a man is like, I have certain drives that are, I don't know. Not to say that women don't have them, but like they are particular to me. Like there's right. certain things that really matter to me, and it may not manifest in the way that like I don't know, you see most other people. But to not the fact that like I was never taught to like tap more deeply into like okay, who am I and what makes me, what matters to me, what determines like what I'm going to live my life for. Yeah, and that's how that's why I'm saying like this is a self help for me because I see that like you're not trying to prove your manhood by like, yeah, I'm tough and I do all right, these things. Right, but like right. you're vulnerable, but also you see that like you have convictions, you right, have things right. that there are things that matter that drive you that I don't know. So like in this very unsuspecting way, it makes a really interesting commentary on like, what does it mean to be a guy under right. the face capitalism? Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, what ways did you feel like you didn't fit up to fit into? Uh, I, I don't know. Like I'm not like standards I'm, of masculinity. I'm not like a sporty spice, right? right you know, right, like that's. Right. I mean, I play tennis, but just to like have something to do in right, the afternoon. Right. But yeah, just like no, the, like the, I'm the not like basic understanding. Yeah, yeah like I'm you. not like that. I don't right. just like basic things like that. It's not like I'm more interested in the arts. I'm more yeah, like yeah. interested in beauty, like rather than right, right. you know competition. Yeah. But then, but this is the thing, like once I found my groove, like once I found that matters to me, what matters most to me, like I found that I did have this competitive drive that right, right. is very much a part of being a man to me. Right, and that right. like, that matters. Like it yeah. gives me a sense of dignity and purpose. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are always changing. Things are always changing in what your concerns are you know as a writer and mm -hmm. you know this is i'm 32 now the mm -hmm. book came out when i was 30. yeah it's about a narrator who's age 27 basically mm -hmm. and it was written from 28 to 29. Mm. so around that time when i was thinking about that time i think that was one of the feelings where it was yeah everything was just so blunt people were just being so blunt in these categorical ways you're like this you're like this and i'm already a fucking selfless uh uh like uh, I'm a like I, I you know people are, it's funny when people you know attack ask me things about my the authenticity of the voice or authenticity of how I move it's like bro I don't have a fixed like self authentic self 
to whatever i'm already i'm already moving through the world in this way um so it was like yeah i guess it was some of that where it was like um people are coming at stuff really blunt and it's like you can be uh you can be like this and you can be like this you know Mm. are you writing questions what you doing bro yeah i'm writing questions okay because you're just making me think okay cool 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 but you you know what i'm saying like you can be like and also there is an element of you can't overlook Hmm. uh, for a certain type for for that's a thing it's like it's not about all i'm not really that concern interested in like gender essential like mm. proving that like that's like your thing you want to prove to every I, I, don't, I don't really care everyone move how they want to move mm-hmm. but like for me i felt like what was happening was i was stop i was pushing down a certain element of you know and, and it was coming you know or it manifests in, in in worse ways when you don't acknowledge some you know some that's like some drive you got to release or whatever i mean it's kind of crude but that that's what i was thinking about a lot when i was riding that like i go down and shoot by the by the park mm-hmm. you know and it's all ladies with their it's all not ladies just people with their dogs yeah throwing the ball and i'm just by myself just throwing my own ball and chasing it yeah <laughs> but uh yeah something you know if you're a dog you know you got to respect the dog in you <laughs> You know, make sure you get your walks in. Yeah. You know, spat out. <laughs> or, uh-huh. or whatever it means to you. Whatever yeah. it means to you. And it's about looking. Yeah, just opening your fucking eyes and and, and, and trying to, I guess, I, I, I hate, this, this is the worst thing about interview or talking. Because all this stuff is so silent. I'm prodding at all these things. Mm. It's so easy to slip into some, some, I don't know, like authority, author, authorial tone about this shit but mm. i think like looking at yeah looking at uh, it also seems to be a thing of people wanting like you're talking about i want you know jp to be like this it's like uh is it a thing of like people because that's another thing the book is also about a, per, a boy who's fatherless yeah in a lot of ways like he he he, he not fought you know literally but he doesn't get that have that relationship with yeah, his father sure so he's looking at to different things you know i don't know like but you also see that in like you know rappers it's like when thug is really emotional or something yeah. it, it hits because he's he's spazzing out in other ways also mm. if he wasn't it wouldn't hit when he's yeah you know what i mean so yeah. um the little b part was great dude i love that I gotta get that. I gotta get that man a book, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, the base god. Um, yeah, but you feel like you're like in this space, so where you're, but you're like a teacher. I was. Okay. I was doing education. <laughs> now I'm just writing. That's like the main game. Do you have a good relationship with your dad? Yeah, it was uh, tricky for for the first eighteen years. Yeah, because they divorced when I was three. Got you. Um, he's a very loving person, but like, you know, he's Italian, has anger issues. And like, <laughs> I vibe well with that. Like, I'm, that's, I don't know. I don't do well with confrontation. I don't do well with anger. It's not, just not me. Yeah. Um, so that like made it hard to communicate because like he was trying to show that he really cares, but the way it came out, like, I just couldn't receive it. You grew up in around here? 
In Jersey. In Jersey. Yeah. So like, no. So I was going back and forth between my parents, and yeah. then, no, there was a there was like a breaking point where I was like, I can't do this. Like, we have to find some way that we're gonna communicate, and we ended up going to his therapist. Oh, word. Yeah, which is one of the things I really respect him for. That like he's he's been trying to work on his issues. Yeah. But the fact that like he was like, okay, well, we're gonna go to this guy, and somehow we're gonna work it out. And the therapist like said something that really just flipped it all around because basically it was like you you have your vision of how like you know you're a good father you're doing everything right but you do have to listen to your son because if he doesn't if he's not receiving it that way like you do have to do something right right and he did and like this is why i respect my father because he's not perfect but he made an effort yeah he's willing to like change his ways and back to what you're saying about like fatherlessness like i'm seeing how healing it's been to develop that respect for my father yeah and to be like i want to be like him and sure like my personality is not the same at all like i'm not that aggressive kind of type but just to say like this guy who brought me into the world is a respectable person who like stands for something to the point that he's willing to change himself like I need to see someone like that. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to what I'm saying that like I'm seeing how much like masculinity, at least I associate it with this like being willing to take a stand for something. Yeah. To have this drive to like strive towards some ideal. Right, right. Um with a level of vulnerability, yeah. humility, humility, you know. Yeah. Like they're not mutually exclusive. Right, right. Right. Yeah, and you're also coming from uh catholic background right um it was my own decision mostly right right yeah. right right yeah. but I, i'm just thinking about how you're thinking about the book and for, you know sure and yeah. you're asking these questions about why why is it like this now you know um i mean yeah th- it's like it's like it's like you can say you can say you don't have a a, a god or a, a morality you yeah. follow, but you you're following something. Yeah, everyone is. Sure. You know, so I wonder if that is part of, it. and that that is at least part of the book. Is this narrator's has all these learned learned ideas about how mm. he's supposed to be and what makes him a sensitive type of guy, you know? And he's just hitting walls because of them, and mm. and th- you know, and not always. Sometimes, you know, he's looking at. He's just. It's like someone just like. You know, whatever. It's like, yeah, it is some Nietzsche, you know, Nietzsche, some revaluation yeah. on all previous values. But yeah. in himself, he's looking at all the values you've been, you know, and it's in, it's a crisis. And you only start looking at stuff when you have a major crisis, you know. Okay. So that's kind of like what I, yeah. But, but I, that's yeah, that's uh, that's real about what you're saying about um, dad stuff, and it's it's weird too because. Yeah, that's why it's like, that's why it's like, so I think it's like the chat that book was like written this way where it was like, I knew when it had a chapter because it was literally something was like opening up in my head Mm. where some, you know, I've I've said this a lot before, but the reason why I'm saying is because it still happens now where you get caught in something and you get real self-righteous, you just fucking dig your heels in. Yeah. And then it's that moment where you're like, wait. Like, yeah, all my grabs were, but maybe I have been being kind of a psycho, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like maybe, you know, you know, that, that moment, that moment, that's why I was saying, is it really narcissistic? Cause I feel like it's moments of, 
of I mean it's joke and it's usually jokes too. It's yeah. jokes. He's like, bro, I'm the greatest artist. Like I'm I'm homeless. Whatever. I I, I sound that's pretty narcissistic for me to just uh, uh hone in on that and just fucking keep it. Am I really a narcissist, bro? But do you know what I mean? Like the energy of it at least felt like like I've been listening to that album Benji again mm. by Sun Kill Moon. You ever yeah. listen to that album? No, I have Do you know who that is? I've heard it. Mark Kozilek? Yeah. Dude, this album is is the biggest literary influence of the book. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because every chapter the album starts out minimalist and he goes like first song is Carissa and he just starts talking about his nephew his nephew Carissa or niece Carissa he hasn't seen in years and she died and, and then like third line in she died she died last night in mm-hmm. a fucking garbage fire wow. and he's going every every book is about every song is about some like life and death urgency mm-hmm. a lot of them are titles are names of people yeah which is like every book chapter is like a name mm-hmm. and it's like a projection towards somebody else like i don't know that's how that's how it was where it was like it was basically just charting like every person that like made him think made him made him open his eyes to the world again mm. and made things start flowing again yeah you know like uh but uh yeah, I so the, the, the point I was saying is that I st- I'm still going through that. I'm still going through that now. I, all yeah. the time. You okay. know? Where I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah, maybe I was wrong for. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know? But something's so cathartic, yeah, when that mm. happens, which sounds like it happened with you. Yeah. With and I want to ask about the, the toxicity thing, because, like, that's a recurring theme in the book. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny because like yeah the character does some things that you could categorize as toxic but like he's a really sincere guy yeah you know? and like i mean again i, I want to speak on a personal level because because of yeah how much this is like in a way self-help for me because That's so sick, bro. yeah um uh, okay no, so like the the toxicity thing, like I see how much that narrative that like when a guy is being aggressive, when a guy is being like, I don't know, vulgar, that this is toxic, this is problematic, quote unquote. Um, I see how much like that did confuse me in a lot of ways, because again, going back to my own relationship with my dad, like he's a very loving person. Like yeah. he's sacrificed so much. He can be very affectionate in a lot of ways. But yeah, like part of his personality was this aggressive kind of angry trait. Yeah. And I processed it as like rejection, as violence. Right. right. And I do have to say, like, I feel like there are a lot of these signals in the culture around me telling me to read it that way. And over time, I've come to see like, yeah, sometimes he needs to chill out because like not everything's <laughs> a big deal. It's not that deep. Yeah. But there's something commendable about the fact that like he he's willing to get angry over something. Right. Like right. if my you believe father. believe that much. Yeah. No. Like and I see it in me. Like I, I tend to be very passive aggressive. And I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, is this just the easy way out? Like, is this my mm. cop out from not like really standing for something? Right, right. So like, even though, no, maybe you don't need to scream and yell all the time. But like should we attack a man as being toxic for this aggression for like some kind of like righteous anger, you know? And I, I just like, I find it helpful. I was like, okay, certain things he's doing in the book are like kind of fucked up. Sure. But he's willing to step back and be like, wait, why do I do that? Like, why do I talk to this girl that way? Like why, you know, 
So I don't know. I'm curious your your thoughts on this like toxicity narrative. Yeah, I had an idea for. Uh, um, I want to start normalizing a divine masculinity. <laughs> Nah, it's a joke. My little sister was like, <laughs> she was like, every, I was like, she, she and I was like, everyone's calling my book toxic. Man. She was like, what about divine? She's all, like, <laughs> she's all like, you know, whatever. Uh, talks like that. She was like, what about divine? I was like, yeah, right. Um, but then I also had this idea of writing like an epic. I shouldn't say this in case I do it. Someone would steal it. No one could Uh-oh. do it how I do it. Writing an epic uh, 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 future. I, I say on future. A rapper feature, yeah, because like, well, I'll, I'll say yeah, because like that was my idea is like, some it's just it's just about I think it's about it's about letting like all every let, letting it's about a diversity. I'm all about diversity, you know. Yeah, letting everybody yeah, like see that play a role. Like that's that's okay too. Like okay, it's not okay. Then like let's like try to look at that. But but nothing's de- especially like. How shit gets made, you know, whatever. It's 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 almost. It's, I feel like it's 2017 if I'm saying stuff like this. Like, oh, who built the bridges, you know? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, um, yeah. There's just like a role. Like, there's just different. Every, every, you know, there's different people, different temperaments, different, and it can all exist. And I sometimes like I listen to Future. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, bro, if you're too caught up in something, and you're for me speaking from my experience and I'm, I'm I'm thinking about something too much I'm getting like emotional yeah so you gotta just throw on some throw on fucking dirty sprite too and just like go cold yeah sometimes that's the best thing for everybody involved hmm. just you know what I'm just gonna fucking toxic mask this right now I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna have no feelings I'm just gonna do tasks and things will be different in the morning there's some to that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I do, some, yeah. You know, like, and that's 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 like, yeah. And it's it's a, it's about being aware, being aware of tendencies you have, and like trying to be, have self awareness of like when they come up and not, you know, and not having the consequences spill out on other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, that. this is also coming a lot out of like, like, uh, like. You know, my book. Like I wrote a whole book on Bologna. You read twenty sixty six? Yeah, I haven't. You know what it's about? No, not really. Between nineteen ninety three and nineteen ninety seven, yeah, in the Sonora Desert, there were over three hundred raped, murdered women, unsolved. Wow. In five years. And why is that? That's a thing hmm. in the world. <laughs> yeah. There's something. There's some force. You know. Yeah. What what causes that? You can lie, you can say that stuff never happens. It fucking happens, bro. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think going around and saying like everyone needs like any type of I don't I don't know. It's like yeah. That that was like that's been the, an orienting question throughout like all my t- you know 20s. Yeah. So it's like it's like um yeah, there's got to be a way to I don't know. Be honest. I don't know. I'm not trying to say we. You know, every man has a like. You know. You know. What I'm saying is like inclined to do that, but it's just like. I don't know. It's just like. Uh, um. 
yeah, people mm. people fight fight wars. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into all Evo it out, you know. But yeah. I just think for me, I mm. think there was a thing where I was kind of like, you know, needing to channel my energy somewhere. Like, mm. you know, maybe that's a thing that you could make a a bigger statement about masculinity. But it's just like, you know, you know, it's like so it's, it's the idea. It, this is what I was saying earlier. This kind of like faux faux socialist. Like, oh, well, like I don't I don't want to take anything. Like, I don't. Everyone share. It's like no motherfucker like yeah for yourself you know you talk about work you're asking work like yeah. what is work like like i think it's yeah it's like people work for all kinds of different reasons and i've been and people do want things like you know probably celebrity probably the idea of celebrity or fame is like the biggest religion i feel like people have today yeah and it's the biggest god they follow yes but yeah. i think like yeah, some sense. I mean, I'm out of whack when I'm not like I sent some shit. Uh, you know, I'm in like a, a holding period of like my sends and the next project and stuff. And I, yeah. I just need, like I need, I need the, the tat. I need some like feel yeah. feel like I'm doing some task. It's like spiritually, you know, like what I'm yeah. supposed to be doing. That's kind of and then, and uh, yeah, fuck, dude. That second coffee's fucking fifth coffee's <laughs> hitting right now, dude. I'm just spiraling, bro. <laughs> But uh, I want to get into this ahead, though, the work thing, because yeah, like, yeah. I feel this, especially now, like I'm focusing more on writing. If I'm not, like, if I have a day when I'm not immersed in whatever thing I'm writing, like, I feel like shit. I yeah. feel useless, and not in the sense that, like, not in this, um, how to put it, like, not that I, I my worth is defined by how successful I am, like, right, not in that, right. but I'm like. Again, back to the sense of as a man, like I want to contribute to something. Like I want what I do to like be part of constructing something yeah. that's of value for the world. And yeah. for me right now, that's writing. Yeah. And when I don't do that, like psychologically, I'm a little fucked up. Like right. I start thinking about insane things. I right. start like going on these rabbit holes on my yeah. phone. I yeah. start obsessing over whatever random me shit. Me too, bro. So like, but that's I don't know. Like this is um, and that goes back to again this like this critique of the whole gig economy and these like, especially with manual labor, because there's something very dignified about it, especially like using your hands to physically construct a thing. And the fact that, yeah, like a lot of people doing that kind of work aren't compensated, don't have like guaranteed long-term work. Like, right. But I don't know, back to that philosophical level, like it makes you feel like you have this, this strength and ba uh, like, strength that's not toxic that's not about mm -hmm. you trying to overpower others or you yeah. trying to like it's not a self-indulgent strength it's like right. to build something for people to offer something yeah you know and i like i felt that when i'm re when i was reading this because like i was reading this as i was transitioning into a new phase of work okay which was going to be a lot less predictable because when you're in mm -hmm. education you know what's going to happen every day right like sure you might have some crazy students but you know the you know the routine Whereas right. when you're writing, you don't know if you're going to get your pitches accepted. You're not, you don't know how much money you're going to be making. Um, so like I had to tap into this level of like this risk taking drive. Like I want to dominate, like I want to take on this challenge. Yeah. I want to enter into this unknown. And that was super empowering in a way that I never felt. Interesting. And, like, I felt while reading this, like, there's something really good about that risk-taking drive. Right, there's right. something, um, 
it forces you to be creative and to um i don't know yeah you yeah. get that yeah i feel like that although it's interesting i don't know if i'm trying to i guess i'm tr- yeah it's hard to say like um i'm like explicitly trying to dominate because most of yeah. like my writing is just like just such a hard just such a l and i'm taking mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like yo i'm about to dominate by just like making myself by just like offering up like <laughs> do you ever want to like do you ever have those moments where like yeah i just want to dominate well, like, look, I, bro, kill. I fucking played basketball in college well, you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's like it's like it's like like yeah it's just like here's the rules of this game preparation mm-hmm. preparation execution like you know um but uh but i know i know what you mean with the risk taking it's it's i think it's yeah i mean that's 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 the thing about there's something about what's that yeah Bologna thing where it's like in mm-hmm. literature there's something about literature that is kind of inherently about failure i feel like in a lot of ways yeah it's sort of committing to something that it's not you're not supposed to you know you're not supposed to win <laughs> you know mm. um but it's about courage you know it's it's about courage and yeah you know, that you know what i mean yeah. that, that's the only reason why I, I, you could say yeah i, I tried you know i think i i'm right it's like richard ford said like every day I, you know i had him a teacher every day i wake up the only goal in literature is to write a masterpiece every morning i wake up and i say i'm writing a masterpiece today you know so is it's that like, what you really want though you want to write a masterpiece i would not want to waste people's time reading over my words unless i had like the total conviction and this is like what you know you know it's it's like with publishing it's like oh, people yeah. people like want to initially you like want to get published you want you want your words out there then it's like for me it's like no, when if you publish something, that's 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 uh, that's that's your contribution for the rest of time. Like, yeah. I want to write. I want I want to only hone in on the the most urgent, and um, you know, you know, you kind of yeah. have to have the energy. You kind of have to have the energy of being like, I know. That's what being an author is. Just being like, I got. I, it's authority. It's like I. It's like I know. I'm telling you. I'm leading you. Mm. Uh, you know you know what i'm saying yeah um, authority interest yeah but but it's like um okay. but yeah i think it's good to have some uh sense that like yeah you have something to say you feel like no one else is saying it it's yeah. what the world needs to hear that's always what it was you know it's like with jian was like yeah but this is what the world needs to hear and they need to deal with this you know is it more important that your writing is for like the readers versus for you like what if what if something you write is only helpful to you yeah i mean diminish its value that's how that's what makes it good yeah that's only for you and then you share it fuckboy was only for me dude yeah i was not Uh trying to write that i was not trying to i was scared to show people that yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't said I didn't show you know, I don't want to show people that. Mm-hmm. Um, but God said to. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I do sidetrack you though. You were saying. Um. You're, no, you're, you're talking about that. 
you're saying the yeah the book help you go in that or i think yeah yeah I think that's I don't what we're know. talking I about mean, it's going into a mode of taking risks yeah, and doing the risk bro. but there's also i didn't tell you this yet but i have a piece coming out about basically about bootstrapping Okay. And Fuckboy makes a significant, like, takes oh, up a nice. significant chunk of it. I threw in, like, I don't know. It's like a super personal piece. Where at? Hedgehog Review. Cool. It's not coming out until next year. But, no, like, I just, I don't know. I took this step back to look at, like, all the things that have helped me over the last year. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this That's shows up in it amongst other things. And in addition to, like, the risk thing, like, I think with this whole like bootstrapping pill rhetoric, which mm. it makes me laugh. Like when I see someone like Tate, who's like, you know, if it's raining outside, it's your fault. Everything that happens is your responsibility. It's like, in a sense, sure. But it's also hilarious that like this guy is getting on YouTube saying all this stupid shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, but what I'm reading here it's funny because you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm kind of an idiot sometimes. But from there, from that realization, okay, but I want to do something with my life. Like I want to take responsibility with the awareness that I'm limited. Like I'm fragile. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to succeed in everything I do, but at least I want to strive towards something meaningful, if not success per se. Right. And it's, again, this is why I think like it's a true self-help book because it's not, preaching at you in the way that certain people in the manosphere do and that's what makes it very encouraging to be like yeah i do want to take up my responsibility i I don't want to be pointing the finger at everyone else right right let me look at me and say how am i fucked up and then try something new from there first off the book's getting trans almost i got almost no translation rights because the slang is so crazy (laughs) oh that's yeah everyone read it but it is getting translated into romanian Oh wow! So you know, okay. saying all those Tate well, fans, you know, yeah. in Romania, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start, you know, I gotta lead into the light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but isn't he Romanian? Isn't he from Romania? He's he lives there. Yeah, he lives he got there. Arrested yeah. there. So you too, know what I'm saying? So. Uh, but um, but um, fuck. What was the second thing I was gonna say? Um, um, Responsibility. Yeah, you were saying uh, bootstrapping. Yeah, like the, the fact that, that you you know that like you can't. Like you're you're limited. You can't right, right. you can't lift yourself up by your bootstraps. But that very realization allows you to start to at least attempt to. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because yeah. like on the reverse, this is something that like I write about in the essay. Like, you have these woke quote unquote woke people, these like emotional cultural socialists who are like, like I quoted one of these AOC videos where she's like, lifting yourself up by your bootstraps is physically impossible. And it's like, you know what? It kind of is impossible. But shouldn't we at least try, even though we may not? I don't know. That's why so many of my, like... But the problem is is when you start imposing that on other people. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. that's why, like, a lot of my ideas about things, like, especially after writing that book, is, like, it's, like, very... Some things are just very clear to me, but they're just for me. And they're for me to apply to my, yes. to my, to my, uh, dominion. That is myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I it's that. when you start, you know, um, but I, you know, like if you're like crashed out on the floor and you're out of money and like, you can't pay rent, like, you know, you need to like get the fuck up and get going. You're not going to stop and go like, is it, is that all right that I'm 
bootstrapping myself right you know what i mean like you're just doing it you well, know um, uh, yeah, but that's why. Okay. Yeah, that's also it's, it's almost like a delivery system. Uh, yeah. But I think that is what happens when you. Um, and I remember what I was going to say too is when, that's why that kind of art um, hits for me is when someone's like, you're just witnessing someone else look at themselves, and then the mm-hmm. thing that happens in your brain is like, yeah. you know, you're not being told didactically or anything like that. You know, or even like, I guess in some ways it was. You know, it was a little now now scarred out. Where you're talking about getting all black out and like wilding out and yeah. stuff like that. And you're like, damn, dude, this dude just like told us about you know but um but the thing that 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 would be the mission too was like a belief also that in a type of like openness and like vulnerability and encouraging energy because that was my whole energy bro that's why i got i got so much clap back from my stuff because i i just and part of it is like boundaries and stuff you start to learn yeah but it was just being way too open with all these different people and like tr- too generous to all these different people mm. and then they don't look at it like that they look at everything as an opportunity because they're secret fucking desperate careers but they haven't admitted yes. it to themselves yeah so when they see something that happened to somebody else when they weren't even trying yeah. and they had the worst things happen to them and that was like this weird co- then they fucking flip that's exactly what i'm talking about it's when you're you're not honest with yourself about what's going on and yes. then you spaz yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. a whole part I of my book but I'm trying to come back around to being like, cause then all that happened. I was like, Oh, I was wrong for that. I shouldn't have been open with people. I shouldn't have been general. I mean, look at you, bro. You've been hitting, you wrote me a fucking nicest letter and you've been trying to pot. And I'm all like, yeah. no, 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 I ain't trying to pot anymore. I fucking everyone, <laughs> everyone, I don't trust anybody. I mean, anymore. I'm persistent. That's just, me. What? I'm persistent. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying like, I'm trying to be like, no, that's still the mission. That's yeah. what I was trying to say earlier, you yeah. know, yeah, of yeah, this yeah, energy yeah. of like, we're not that important, bro. We're fucking all, we're all going down. Like, why don't we try to get excited about, you know, just be, have that orientation towards the world. And obviously don't be an idiot or like, yeah, you know, but, uh, I, that's, that's the idea. At least I want to, I want to try to be back in the middle. That's sick, dude. You're <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, do you want to say something about Nietzsche? I, I mean, Yeah, dude, it's funny. I'm taking out all my books put them in, in order again. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was thinking that I've been kind of stuck up with my, I've been kind of jammed up with my writing because I'm kind of, in this, I feel like I'm kind of in this transitionary period where like I'm done with the project, but I kind of need more people in the room now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like, and move into a new place, feels like a new cycle a little bit. And it always happens recurringly. Whenever that happens, when the world stops meaning, nothing means anymore. Um, when books, you know, well, I was writing about this. That's when you have to travel. But another thing you have to mm. do, then the then the travel's over. You're done traveling. You got to come back where you started. You got to start reading again. Yeah. And you have to be getting excited by reading. And I haven't been getting excited by reading. But I think one thing is, always in the past, it was philosophy that okay. would get me going. Really? I th- so I was like, recently I was like, damn, I, I might got to body this damn. I haven't. Yeah, I have. I've never. I read all Nietzsche. All of Nietzsche, wow. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. not the one his sister put out after. Well, uh, or the Nazi one. Yeah, yeah no, not, not like, one. although I did, we don't found it on the that. street, and I picked it up <laughs> just to, like, see what was in there. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, I think, I, I think I've read wow. the majority okay. of them. I think uh, the one on Wagner, I didn't finish, and I, but anyway, you know, yeah. it, it, I was studied, it, philosophy, philosophy was my, my minor in yeah, undergrad, okay. and continental philosophy only, so it was like, and then, uh, yeah, but I, I might try to hit that Schopenhauer 
Um, mm. But yeah, about Nietzsche, damn. I mean, he's the king of that, of going, um, I'm going to tell you what's good. Like the, the turn, the secret third thing, going for the secret third thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you listen to me, you're an idiot. Hmm. Like over and over again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God is dead. I'm God now. If you listen to me, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically him. But there's a l- art portal, of art uh, subsection in gay science, I think. Mm-hmm. You were saying that. Um, yeah, I haven't really read Nietzsche in a while, though. Um, what does Nietzsche mean to you? It's changed. My relationship yeah. with him has changed over time. Because at first, like, I was very critical because I was coming at it with this, like, very surface-level understanding. Yeah. But a polemical one. Right, right. Um, I, like, I spent a lot of time with him last year because I gave this presentation on him. Right. Um, in the context of, like, religiosity today yeah. and, like, what does it mean to say God is dead? Because it's it's not... It's not necessarily a rejection of religion. It's a questioning which can open the door to a deeper understanding of certain religious concepts. Right, it can also lead right. to the rejection, but it's not as, like, it's not what you see at face value. Right, right. And what, I mean, for me personally, and I, I say this about this, I was telling you about, like, this is a guy with really profound questions about life. He's also very alone. Like, Definitely. he is facing the, like, he was asking these questions in a time when, like, conformity was kind of the way. Yeah. And no one really wanted to ask them with him. Yeah. So he came to some radical conclusions that I don't think are sustainable. But at least he has the integrity to admit it towards the end of his that's life. What I'm saying. Like, that's... Yeah. What's like, there's this, this one thing he said in one of the letters where he was like, I'm at this point where like, I can't even believe all the things I've written. And like, I wish there was a God who I could just submit to completely because I want something ultimate. Like, even though I say there's nothing, there's no foundation. I want it. Right, right, right. So at least he he admits it. He's real. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me sad to see how alone this guy was. Like you come to very scary conclusions when you live like completely in isolation that's i mean that's my definitely bro definitely yeah that's something yeah i i'm i'm pretty disconnected to from the kind of outer like polemical view of him too i mean i read him in my younger years like kind of as literature basically Mm -hmm. um but i i would feel that yeah, he would just, I would just get charged up or I don't know, the ability to like make declaratives, to undercut yourself, to, but yeah, that's, uh, um, I don't really feel like I have anything that interesting to say about Nietzsche mm-hmm. additionally, but I will say that, uh, yeah, this desire for the ultimate. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been feeling sometimes i think like i had too many like ecstatic drug experiences mm-hmm. or isn't that what madness is like mm. it's a greek definition of madness is that you um you uh it's kind of like uh you you get a glimpse of like 
heaven or the ultimate. Well, I mean, like, ecstasy is coming out of your position, like, your current position. So then, like, you see something, like, beyond Right, right. So that's that's the definition. In in Socrates, it's like, you saw the ultimate, and then you can't cope with the fact that we're just mortal. Yeah. That's that's one definition, man. I always remember that, because I'm like, damn, bro, like... But, uh... But I think through art, something can be attained that's Mm -hmm. higher, at least in like a in a concrete state. And I'm always trying to chase that feeling of like inspiration Mm -hmm. and epiphany about my own self-awareness. Yeah. That feels like they're making things move again. Like I feel like I've been experiencing some of that recently where I just went real bunkered over the and just like cut shut everything out and I was feeling real. I don't know. Like the world was hostile. I don't want to like talk to anyone or mm-hmm. let anyone into my energy. And then, yeah, like I feel like that was necessary, but I don't know. Like I'm just trying to like be hope. <laughs> I'm trying to like be hopeful about things again. And like it yeah. always involves letting people in different ways. Um, but I do feel a little bit like plagued by some, fe- you know, some feeling of. having certain experiences that were so ecstatic and then like mm. always trying to chase that uh, being a writer just being like a drug addict that they pay you to not a drug addict <laughs> but you know what i mean like yeah. you're, you're trying to like i don't know bro <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not a drug addict but i'm probably a little bit but not in any no but in, in the sense that like with writing you are chasing after some something ultimate in that's the thing. I, yeah, I respect I respect right like writers who can who who can who have conviction in something and they state declaratives and they fucking shake you, you know? Like and that's what Nietzsche would do, you know? He would he would rip stuff and you're just like, "What the?" And was, he was, was funny pretty, though. And he was funny and he was yeah, he would clown himself like or turn <laughs> things back on himself. I mean, and it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like five years ago, it was like not cool to bring up Welbeck. And I bring him all the time now. I mean, I was actually going to do that. But he's in that tradition of like old literature, bro. Just like spitting fucking facts. They're not facts, but like he's someone. And then you're you're just like jolted, you know? Yeah, because I was about to say this because. Nice. um, No, when you're saying like when you're going to write and you need to be reading something that's like energizing you, like I'm feeling this with elementary particles. Your first time reading it? It is. Yeah. I mean, I've read read submission. I read the new one, which has not been translated. You read it in French? No. Okay. So I wrote a thing about this. I was, I'm not going to say what books are, but I was on Lower East Side. And I was just browsing, and I see Annihilate on the counter. And I was like, wait, this hasn't been translated yet. Why is this here? And I asked the clerk, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just got it in last week. We got in two copies. I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is it. And he was like, yep, there it is. You stole it? I bought it. They were selling it? They are selling it. Where is it? Out at home. But let me get that, bro. But then I'm like, I was researching everywhere. I was like, there's nothing on the internet and then i realized as i was reading it's a google translate oh because it's all lit like i don't really speak french but like i could right, tell right, like this right, is not right. english interesting interesting like for example he was 
grilling a cigarette, which is clear on whatever got cigarette. You, got you, got you. So anyway, I, I ha- I've read nice. the new one. I've nice. read serotonin, and now I'm on elementary particles. Yeah. And no, like, I, first of all, like, as I keep bringing up, like, I love a writer who can make you laugh. Like, you, we gotta have some fun here. Like, we can't be serious all the time. But it's through this humor, like, that he really gets you to think about some deep shit. Right. Um, about our culture, about ourselves. Right. And I, like, I need to be reading these kinds of people. Yeah. To write something interesting. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, um, or what the last conversation I did with, uh, the last conversation I did that I posted was with my uh, old professor mm-hmm. who was a, a Faulkner scholar, okay. like the head Faulkner scholar yeah. of, the, of the Faulkner Society. And he spit a bar like that about how, because Faulkner, you know, he got, narr- you know, he got narrators like, like Jason's like this, like misog- fourth, third part of Sound of the Fury is like this kind of misogynistic money, only concerned about money guy. Yeah. And he's doing all these rants, you mm-hmm. know, they're just like, <laughs> And, and there's all kinds of race, you know, race stuff from how he grew up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and people doing right. And it's like the ability to look at the, the ugly, difficult things in the world without judging them, but also without sentimentally excusing them. Mm-hmm. Well, but structure is probably a little different. It's a little more like, I don't know, whatever. Everyone's different. But yeah, you got to be looking at something that's hard to look at. Like, that's the thing. People are like, you know, crude things about my book. It's like, oh, he's like. He's saying these things about, like, how he looks at women and stuff like that. And it's like, first of all, first of all, the book, yeah. like, it's not about whether I th- think that or yeah, not. Exactly. This is a, these are perspectives that are in the world. Yeah. And they're there whether you fucking close your eyes to them or not, bro. Yeah. Are we going to look at them? That, that, you know what I'm saying? So there has to be some element of that. It's not about me. But, but that's part of the performance of making it someone who's like, I'm saying these. And... <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. Wellbeck does that a lot. And you also, the good thing about that book is, you know, he's looking at, uh, and that's another thing with this, because you, you get a lot of like um, nihilistic writing that's that's uh, portraying a really bleak view of the world. Mm-hmm. And then, and it, people will read this stuff and and some people will think it's cool or something, but it's like, the thing you're satirizing, if you're really doing it well, you're not happy that that's could be the case. Yeah, my narrator is not happy about the way things are going, the way things have gone. He's saying them, but he's not happy about it. Yeah. Welbeck, I don't think is happy about this possible view of the world where everything is reduced to like the sexual mark of you know all this stuff. Yeah. But the good thing about that book is you get some backstory on his upbringing. Yes, with his mom. And it's it's all a reaction to the hippie, you know, his mom mm-hmm. being a hippie, and leaving him when he was really young. So, you know, almost anything. It's another thing. It's like you can portray a, an outlook, and you can amplify it for the novel. But then it's also good to show where that came from. And then it's like, yeah. then we're just looking at a thing and turning it rather than making it indicative of everything that's the thing too it's like people are like oh what the fuck is this slang is this philly slang what it's like no motherfucker it's all of my damn slangs yeah. mine through all the you know what i mean it's not it's not the it's yeah. not emblematic of some you know like yeah that's what that's what like i'm not yeah i'm that and that i'm not i, I don't know bro like 
I, I wanted to get into the slang though, because that's part of what caught my attention in the beginning. Because what other books are doing this? You know, no. I haven't found it. <laughs> yeah, through the whole way through. Yeah, and it made it. Yeah, it's it's funny, but it's also really relatable. It allows this level of again this vulnerability because like this is a real guy and he's right. talking as a normal person. Right. And I see how like it repelled a lot of people. Yeah. In reviewer with reviewers, like I can't tell you how many people I've tried to get to read it. But yeah. Like, well, what is this fuck boy? Like, <laughs> what is he talking about? Why is he talking like this? I'm like, okay, but why are you so scandalized? If like everyday people, we talk like this. Yeah, because people unsuspectingly look down on people they deem intellectually illegit- illegitimate with disgust while purporting to be something else. I don't know. I think it's very revolutionary, I have to say. And I hope to see... I don't know. I mean, not that I want people to copy you, but, like, there's something that I think we can learn from. I think, uh, yeah, I think any any good literature kind of tricks you into thinking throughout all time, kind of tricks you into thinking it's not literature. Yeah. That's, that's, That's a recurring thing. You know, when it arrives, it doesn't seem like literature and you're just reading it and you're like, oh, this is, I think I saw people say that about like Salinger, about like uh, Hemingway, stuff yeah. like this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like when at first you're like, oh, but this could be literature too, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, also, I was thinking that, I was thinking about this with like, um, yeah, just like a, a project being self-contained and its own world, its own universe, and yeah. having rules that it adheres to, and that manifesting linguistically in some ways, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that, but that's funny. Yeah, I, it was, it's also, like, yeah, a weird subculture, and, like, yeah, I don't, I've been thinking, I don't, I don't like identitying myself too much, but yeah. there is a thing where it's, like, it's a pretty particular experience in, like, parts of the Bay Area, where like um yeah i don't know there's just like like stockton like part of sacramento mm-hmm. where it's just like there's just like a or even like in with in terms of like asian american identity yeah of like just kids who wear like jordans and sure. like and, and, and no that's a thing you, yeah. you know it's like it's like a thing and it's like pretty not i don't know it's like i was fully aware of like the weird repellent effect it can have on people um how'd you get the uk version by the way did you order online i ordered this on abe cool cool cool, yeah. cool. nice i nice. Didn't even know I haven't seen that UK. before yeah. what this is this is the uk that's version? a uk version yeah really yeah i didn't even know nice you know it's um, funny i had it lying out and my mom thought this was bad bunny hilarious yeah I mean, dude. <laughs> kind of slightly but yeah Anyway, no, but okay, you're saying like the repellent effect. Have you found that it's also opened people up to reading who like don't normally read? For sure, dude. I mean, because I've recommended it to a lot of guys I know who like don't normally read, but I'm like, but you would get this, dude. I fucking yeah. There's a professor at USC who flew me out there to talk to the kids. Yeah, and uh, it was an intro to American studies. It was two. It was an English class and then an intro to American studies class, okay. and it was. They read it over four weeks, and a lot of them, it wasn't English class, a lot of them it was the only book they, they read, but they all fucking read it, dude. It was wow. sick. It was sick. It was like, 
it was like ran it was like a r- random bunch of bunch of kids um huh. but um yeah that's the thing man it's like in the literary world it's like people think that people reading your books they're not fucking reading your books bro there's just not yeah you guys are reading each other's books and you guys are fucking doing parties and talking about how great you guys are to each other that's just what it is bro yeah. <laughs> that's just what it is bro yeah. that's just what it is i'm sorry i'm sorry to have to tell you that yeah so fuck bro like like you said you, you did spit something like that like, do you want do you want more different books or not yeah <laughs> like, i'm not hurting you bro it's just anyway yeah but uh but uh also even now it's like as, i think you when you kind of come up with a flow that you're excited by because mm-hmm. it feels different yeah you're kind of discovering as you go like oh these are the rules that's something that selfishly i need to get going i'm kind of doing that i'm reading this damn confederacy of dunces right now which i never mm-hmm. read yeah you ever read that no nah. um but uh this it's it's all like new it's like this kind of anyway i don't I, I might do do a talk about it soon but the slang the contractions are like very interesting mm-hmm. the way people uh-huh. talk i mean some of them are like od <laughs> like they're kind of wild like yeah. the way he does like <laughs> but in all overall it's like it has its own code of like how it's doing it yeah and that can uh be invigorating when you come upon something like that as a writer i feel um i think that's what i was doing there hmm yeah so in your future books mm-hmm. i don't know like is it is it too soon to ask like is that something you'd want to continue with like writing in that kind of like down to earth with that kind of language always i mean i think yeah that, you know always you yeah you want it to feel like you're talking i think i like when someone's talking to me mm-hmm. um but it's it's different at different times you know like there's i kind of went you know kind of wild i that was the rules of that book you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's not always going to be um like that and the point is always to like keep subverting expectations which i think is happening in that yeah. book too where i'm not just i'm switching it up you know so yeah um yeah probably probably won't like contract all like fucking as an intensifier like yeah but that's you know that's how fuckboy was going in dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so all right so the paperback is out yeah it's been out out. yeah it's been out uh since january uh yeah i'm about to i don't know when yeah my my homie uh or my yeah my my good friend uh harold rogers uh got got his book coming out on tuesday okay it's called uh tropicalia um and uh i'm about to go talk talk with him at a bookstore next week about that nice um and uh yeah and the next book is uh gonna be even more of a shit show Uh (laughs) all right i have to get ready any other plugs before we go Mm, no i think that's uh that's good. I think this is a, good, this is a pretty uh, substantial rip we just did. Yeah, we did a lot. Cool. No, thanks for doing it, though. Oh, yeah, bro. Thanks awesome. for reading it and reaching out. Yeah. Awesome. Tight. Okay. Let's see.